Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Switching it I up had to today. Do it. I just had to do it. Patriarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My name is Summer. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, I just want you to know that if for some reason you ever decided it was time to smash the patriarchy, I would know that you had a very intense fever. I would buy you some Dayquil, and I would force you to lie down on the nearest fainting couch. <laughs> or, I think. I think if I decided to smash the patriarchy, it would be. It would be because I was looking for just a really easy task to accomplish. <laughs> I love like, easy just tasks. Like, I really just want to feel productive today. I'm yeah. gonna smash the patriarchy. Yeah. Okay, done. Yeah, I did it. it. Exist. It's over. We're all good, everyone. <laughs> or maybe you needed some Dayquil. I don't know. Right. I'd take care of it either way. Good. I would know that you were an imposter. Oh, yeah. I would do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, you're right. I am Joy, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer, who is the Jimmy Fallon to my Justin <gasps> Timberlake. And I'm actually not sure who's who. Oh, that's a good question. I've made that joke before. For your birthday yeah. last year. I did, did you? Yeah. Okay. So I had this, a feeling. This time of year is like our. Right. I had a feeling that mm-hmm. we had already used it, but. No, not as. I posted it on Facebook because I know like you're not right. on Facebook really. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to make a big deal on Facebook about your right. birthday because duh. Yeah. necessary. So the thing is, is I check. I look at Facebook every yeah. day of my life. Right. But I generally think. Oh, that's none of my business. <laughs> like, like someone's like, like I'll go someone tags Joy and asks the question, and you're like, mm, no. Now, if you specifically ask me, or if you tag me in an animal video or whatever, I am likely to respond. But when I see, um, when I see things that I think are incorrect on the internet, right, or if I see people arguing over stuff, right, my main thing is like oh well that's none of my business business. (laughs) even though i don't know what i don't think that's the standard protocol for the internet but that's how i we could all use a little bit more of that probably like i go to type something right i'm like everyone's fine it's all gonna be fine (laughs) fine. just exit out of it it's good i'll be mortified if i don't do this (laughs) right yeah yeah no i completely you're completely right (laughs) also i think we have established that you're funnier so in this Fallon Timberlake relationship, you would have to be the funnier one, right? But I think they're both funny. But Justin Timberlake's not a comedian by trade. Okay. He's I don't even know what he is. I don't even know. He's a singer slash. He, is, he does have a good dancer. Time. Right. Slash. Right. Best uh, friend of Jimmy Fallon. Right. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> 
Hey guys. Um, so yeah, we are here to talk about patriarchy. Yeah. Uh, have we <clears throat> talked about patriarchy before? <laughs> <laughs> we've been looking for them for quite some time. Right. And we've had a hard time finding them. And of course, if you ask a feminist what the patriarchy is, there's really not an answer. Right. Even though there's like entire like college courses uh, women's gender study courses on like how to fight the patriarchy right. and what's wrong with the patriarchy. But there's no like you won't find like a peer-reviewed paper on no. what the patriarchy is. Um, well, and I'm sure there's like I'm sure I know the official. It just means father rule definition. A system of society or government in which the father or eldest male is the head of the family and descent is traced through the male line. So basically the established order. Right. If the, if the word like literally translated just means father rule. Right. But that's not how people use the word patriarchy no. anymore. So the connotation is vastly different right. in 2018 it's negative. than the actual denotation right. no, of the word. The thing is, is that I, I guess what you would say is that they're attempting to establish a society where the women are the head or someone would people, some people would say that they're just equal. Equal, right. So we live in a very egalitarian time. Right. Um, so, but the thing is, is if the patriarchy is bad, isn't a matriarchy also just as bad? Or is it not bad because it's women? You would think. I mean, you would think that... I would think if if feminism was against the patriarchy, that might make them pro-matriarchy. Right. But that's not really how it works. Well, because generally what you, the feedback you'd get from that statement is that they believe in equality. No one should right. be except, in charge. Except, you know... You guys might think I'm making this up. I have, like, whenever I come across this stuff, I, like, save it. Because it's so extreme to the common person. But it's what's really going on in college campuses and, like, in the world of feminism. Right. Like, the other day, the feminist majority tweeted, want to spend your summer fighting the patriarchy? There's still time to apply. Like, they're actually taking internships to, quote, fight the patriarchy. This isn't a joke. Like, this is... This is what they're doing with their time and their lives. And so then they're very sincere and genuine about fighting the patriarchy. And, and as, established <laughs> enough to offer in, internships. Yes, they have a lot of money. They have a lot of funding. Yeah. Um, and so this is like a serious, this is a serious thing to these people. Right. And But as we know, if you ask them what the patriarchy is, they're going to look at you like you have two heads because it's just a given that whatever the patriarchy is, it's evil, it's the source of your problems, it needs to be fought. Right. And so, you know, we definitely have been criticized before for <clears throat> spending so much of our time discussing feminism and not talking about the patriarchy. Now, number one, I just, I gotta say, that's a total false dichotomy that we don't right. buy. So yeah. the opposite of feminism isn't the patriarchy. So we thought it'd be worthwhile to talk about what we do believe about men and their roles and um, legitimate cases of abuse and just how difficult it is to wade through 
what these words, what what does the patriarchy, what does it even mean? Right. Um, because if you use the word just by what, you know, it's kind of like feminism. Well, feminists will say, well, no, 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 feminism isn't all these other things. It's not women walking around in anatomically correct hats. It's not right. all this other stuff. It's just the belief that men and women are equal. Right. Well, the belief, but what is it really? Right. What does it actually look like when it yep. plays out? And so it's funny because <clears throat> we would say, well, patriarchy just means father rule. And they would say, no, 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 this is what it actually is. And here's how it plays out. So we wanted to address some of that. So, I mean, obviously our foundation coming to a discussion of what the patriarchy is. Right isn't really about what they're talking about. It's going to be, well, what is, what is biblical manhood? And so a couple of things we believe is, number one, that the leadership of men is necessary and crucial and important, and it is a part of the created order. So the foundation of our belief for the roles of men is something that was established all the way back in the book of Genesis at the dawn of time before the fall. Right. Um, God created man and woman, and he gave them two different roles. Yep. And so the role of, and so a lot of, you hear us talk about the headship of Adam. So the concept that in Adam we all fell. So why didn't sin enter the world through Eve, even though she was the one that sinned first? Well, because Adam was the head. Right. Um, and so it is necessary and crucial. And by the way, that's not... That does not give you the freedom to sin wildly and then be like, well, my husband didn't stop me. Right, right, right. That would be lazy and wrong, so don't do that. Yeah, don't. Um, so masculine leadership that is modeled after Christ is going to be healthy, necessary, and cause flourishing, both in the church and in the family. Uh, masculine leadership that is selfish and abusive is going to be devastating right. and have far-reaching effects because it, it that is it the latter is not what god designed when he gave adam that role right right um so before sin entered the world adam was not an abusive right. man uh he did not lead poorly um and all of those things that we would say are they're devastating the effects of a sinful leader are far far-reaching right um, and you can take you can take the worst examples of that to make a case, but you don't even really need to. You know, you think about the most evil people in the world in general. You're gonna imagine men right. like Hitler and Mao and Stalin and right. all of these people, and you can see the effects of what evil leadership does. Right. And it does that in a microcosm in the family as well. So mm -hmm. abuse of fathers, abuse of husbands. These are all very terrible things. <laughs> right. Or even just like the, you know, those are the very, very emotional arguments that you will hear when you speak with a feminist. Right. But it also, just not leading counts. Yes. Like there, there are yeah. things that would maybe seem a little bit more yep. innocuous that they're yep. still, they still fall outside of the... Yeah. Design, and I would say that is what makes a man effeminate. But we'll get to that. But you're right. Like right. there's so bad leadership can be active or passive. Right. And I think both of those are addressed in scripture. Yes. And named. 
But so the point of bringing that up is that the outliers, so the ones that take up their manhood role poorly, don't mean that we have to understand scripture in a new way. So just because there are outliers who uh, are sinners who don't do this well, doesn't mean that all of a sudden, well, script that can't be what scripture means because this person is a sinner and messed it up. Um, people get things wrong all the time. The world is sinful. And so I would argue that some of the original objections feminists had to tyrannical male rule were legitimate. Uh, obviously, you know, women and, and the first wave of feminists were the whole reason that prohibition happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, why were women so bought into prohibition happening? Because uh, men who were alcohol-fueled, there were a lot of cases of alcohol-fueled abuse back then. Right. There still are many cases of that, not denying yes. that. Yeah. But it was a huge problem back then. Yeah. Um, and so women weren't huge fans of their husbands getting drunk and being abusive, as who would be. Right. Um, and so that really did create the fuel for the fire of prohibitionism. Mm-hmm. And... Although I don't agree with prohibitionism, I don't believe alcohol should be outlawed. I can say I understand why. Right. Um, Well, and it's, well, the reason we wouldn't be for prohibition is because taking alcohol away is not going to lead to zero sin, just as finding these evil men who run our country is not going to take away sin. It's still going to exist. Right. So, I mean, the feminist movement, you know, it, it you can't stick with it. The reason we could never stick with it, even if there were some original ideas that were great, is because, is because of what you just said. Because it wasn't rooted in the Imago Dei, it wasn't rooted in a standard that can outlast all issues and all time. Right. Um, you know, it's morphed into what it is today, but removing alcohol from an abusive man isn't going to cease to make him abusive right. because ultimately if a man gets drunk and becomes abusive the alcohol just brought out what was already in his heart right so addressing the alcohol isn't going to actually address the problem because the right. alcohol is just going to show you on a grander right. scale it's just an abuse of alcohol would be it is it is sin but it's also a symptom of a greater sin that, yeah. sh- that it would need to be addressed right. in order for real lasting change to happen. Right. Um, so that's why rightly understanding scripture is the answer to these problems. It's the answer to the abusive man. It's the answer to the abusive drug man. It's the answer to women being devalu- devalued. Feminism doesn't have that answer. Right. Because it doesn't address the heart and because it doesn't have a lasting right. standard. So... Uh, Popes and feminists mentions how in the Reformation era, it was totally common for men to beat their wives, and it was, like, joked about, and it was totally allowed. But the Reformation effectively changed, for a lot of women, how they were treated, uh, because the Reformation was a return to Scripture. And it was, once you return to Scripture, you saw a a more valuing perspective brought to women. You see the image of God, you don't see... Right. Gaining a possession as right. when you marry. Right. You know, they're not like a part of the dowry. <laughs> right. Right. So if if the early feminists really wanted to change 
these horrible situations for women, they certainly didn't go about it in the right way. And the truth is, you know, a lot of people will talk about how, well, the early feminists were Christians and well, uh, and that is a, that's a real romanticizing and broad brushing of the time because one of the early, I mean, one of the very important early feminists was Emma Goldman. And she was Margaret Sanger's, um, what's the word? She was a mentor Mm -hmm. to Margaret Sanger. Um, And Margaret Sanger is the founder of Planned Parenthood. And Emma Goldman had a lot to say about marriage. Um, One of my favorite quotes by Emma Goldman about marriage and being a wife was that marriage condemned women to, quote, lifelong dependency, to parasitism, to complete uselessness, individual as well as social. And Susan B. Anthony, who, again, you'll read fairly commonly that she was a Christian, uh, she said about marriage, um, I never felt I could give up my life of freedom to become a man's housekeeper. So you can already see in this movement that there's not a valuing of that role, of of a woman's role in her family. Um, It's being seen as less than. They're propagating the idea that, that... a biblical marriage would decrease the value of, of the woman. woman. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so an attack on male headship is an attack on how God created the family to be. Um, right. So, you know, I'm thinking about Ephesians 5, 1 Peter 3, uh, and Titus 2, uh, which in an address to women says that we need to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to our own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. So it's it's not just, a lot of people will kind of stop at that submissive to their own husbands and hear that and immediately become very triggered. But the reason is given right there, that the word of God may not be reviled. So God right. said, this is how it's to be. And if you buck up against that, you're reviling God. Right. And so that's something um that's something that Christians shouldn't be advocating for. Um that it's sinful for Christians right. to advocate for. So if Well, you, it doesn't it doesn't nullify God's word if he's not if your husband's not leading you right. Right. It doesn't the roles don't go away, the design doesn't go away. If anything, you should expect that both parties in a marriage and males and females will both fail each other, whether they're married or not. Correct. But that doesn't mean that we, God's policy on this right. was bad. Right. right. Like, oh, well, he didn't know what he was talking about because look at, look at what that guy's doing over there. He's totally abusing his power. Right. No, that's sin. That wasn't that's God. That, that man's problem. <laughs> Correct. Right. Correct. Um, and so. I mean, there is there is such a thing as I hate saying this. There is such a thing as toxic masculinity, but the feminists don't mean it how we would mean it. No. Um, should we ever make that stupid statement? <laughs> um, and once you know, if the patriarchy was ever effectively smashed, <laughs> you better believe that the the idea of wives vowing to obey their husbands as we are told to do in scripture, wouldn't be allowed because father rule, husband rule is enemy number one. Right. Um, So, you know, a lot of feminists will want to make the distinction like, 
Well, when I'm saying toxic masculinity, I'm not talking about masculinity. Well, it's like, well, where does that end for you? Right. Because even the early feminists who claimed to be Christians were, by and large, uh, against male headship in the family. Right. Um, so, but, you know, the fight the patriarchy language today doesn't really differentiate between a biblical male leadership and abusive men. Right. Um a lot of feminists, you know, especially on university campuses, they can't, they can't, they couldn't tell you the difference. Um, and so when you, but what's important to remember, and I think this is worth talking about, is that when you see someone, when you see a woman applying for an internship to fight the patriarchy, yeah, she might just be on the cool train. Like, this is what's in right now. This is what you have to do if you appreciate women. Right. I mean, keep in mind that there's a chance that she did grow grow up with an abusive father um or had an abusive husband well and chances are she's at least been hurt by a man right she's probably also hurt other people too right (laughs) right and it's like so one of the ditches that i see us falling into all the time that just it makes my eyeball twitch and we are so guilty of doing it on the internet um is the argument of, well, you said X. I, I told you this one earlier. If someone says to you, I like X activity, and they just make that statement, then the internet will come and be like, oh, I can't believe you hate doing Y activity. Right. Like, I like dogs. Well, why do you hate cats? Right. That's not... That's not... It, it's That's not that's critical not, thinking. It's not critical thinking. It's not what's being said. And so... Um, a lot of times if you speak out against feminism, one of the knee-jerk reactions is, well, why do you hate women? Or right. why do you support the patriarchy? And so it's really important to make the, to number one, not be that kind of thinker because that is a very lazy, dishonest thinker. Right. But it's also important, I think, for us when we talk about these issues, because we're not going to stop talking about feminism, um, is to keep in mind that I think that feminism and the patriarchy concept, whatever that is, I'm using the world's definition, they have a lot more in common than we think. I don't think the opposite of being a feminist is being a misogynist. I think that both feminists and misogynists have a wrong view of the role of women and the role of men. Right. And they're both kind of the loud end (laughs) of the spectrum. Right. But all of that said, you know, we do need to keep in mind that, like, there are real abuses that should be talked about. And so I'm willing to say that there probably are cases where there are crusaders against the patriarchy who have been trying to bring a an abuse to light that just hasn't been paid attention to right. and needs to be paid attention to. Does that mean they're, I mean, I think they're going about it sinfully if they're marching and wearing, right. you know, those pink hats, I can't say the word, <laughs> um, and doing all of those things. I don't think that they're actually solving the problem, just like prohibition wasn't going to solve. Well, society, you can't, good luck getting a societal indictment right. for something specific that mm-hmm. happened. If you right. if you were the victim of physical assault or if a, like if a man really did abuse you and his power 
then that's wrong. That's wrong and that's sinful. But trying to address it on some societal level and saying that all men are abusive with their power, that's, that's just not honest. It's not true. Right. And so we need to remember as the church that women in the church are not left to their own devices because men are supposed to be subject to their ruling elders. So it's not that if you're married, your husband is like a law unto himself. Um, because right. number one, a a man who's leading biblically isn't going to be abusive. Right. Um, but Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give them give an account. Um, let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So a truly a truly godly shepherd of his flock uh is gonna step in to correct an abusive, lazy, right. passive, insert any negative yeah. characteristic here, husband or father. And so I think we hear a lot about times when uh there's been abuse in the church and it hasn't been like women haven't been protected or dealt right. with. But that's because the stories where the the shepherds have protected the women and done this and whatever and done it in the church setting, like they're not supposed to be plastered on social media. Right. Like men, when someone in your church sins, it's not your pastor's job to let everyone on the face of the planet know. It's their job to step in and correct right. the sinful abusive person and and maybe that means you know including church discipline excommunication uh restoring the family helping reconciliation happen um accountability it could be a myriad of different things but if you um my encouragement is that uh if you're in a marriage where you're not a committed member of a church you need to fix that yeah. for a lot of reasons yeah. because you are supposed to be subject to your elders for a lot of good reasons. And especially for women, I have women who come to me all the time and have over the last couple of years and been like, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. There's no right. one that can help me. You know, what am I supposed to do? I'm helpless. And then I'll ask, well, what are your elders doing? Have you taken this to your elders? Because your elders can help you and protect you and guide you and step in. And that's their role is to step in in this moment if you are experiencing abuse. Um, And so often what I hear is, well, we're in between churches or we're not a part of a church or whatever. And it's like, well, this is is a protection that God has set up for women um, in instances where there is an abusive man or a a man who's failing to lead. It doesn't even have to be abuse. Abuse is such an intense word. It could just be an issue of you know, unrepentant sin that he refuses to see. Right. This is when you need elders and you need the church to be there. God knew what our families needed to flourish, and that's why you're supposed to be a part of the local church. Right. Um, so, and the if, local roles if are the males problem. in your local church are abusive, you no longer are a member of that church. Like, right. you, you don't have to... Well, and this is, see, here's the thing. This is why the scripture is so important. Because the scripture is also going to tell you what is inappropriate. Right. You can't, 
you can't take that stuff. You can't say, here's all the things that God says you can't do to women. But then the part about the male leaders and the part about being in a church, local church body, you can't throw that stuff out. Right. But keep other certain parts of it. Right. You need, it's, it's, it's was given to us perfectly. Yeah. Um, there is nothing out there that's going to be better. Right. But you certainly can't take, well, God says this is abuse and this is wrong, but not take, well, here's how things are supposed to be. Here is my, here is, I, I've diagnosed the issue already. Right. Here's, here's how we fix it. Yeah. Here's how it's going to get fixed. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you're not going to, you need to be subject to scripture in all things and all areas of your life with a, a holistic understanding of these things. And so it's like, yeah, if you read the parts of scripture where it's like women have to obey their husbands in all things, and there wasn't all this other stuff about man's responsibility to his family and uh, submission to ruling elders, that would be a really scary thing. Right. Um, because then essentially, whatever this man does, if he's in sin, well, you're you're out of luck. Right. <laughs> but that's not the case. That's not how it was set up. That's not how right. it's supposed to be. So biblical roles are never the problem because the Bible right. gives us a holistic solution for all of these things. Sin is always the problem. Yeah. And it could be the sin of your refusal to be in a healthy body and committed right. to a healthy body sometimes. Um, but the point is, I would say we can't, we're speaking generally on this. Right. If you're hearing this and you're feeling angry or justified mm -hmm. we don't know your specific situation right which is why we're talking about General the local body and <laughs> right. yes yeah sometimes you are in between churches that happens right i don't think and it's some, the pattern right. of your life but yes. it does happen yeah. for completely legitimate reasons right. and sometimes sometimes legitimate abuse does happen mm-hmm but that may not be what's happening every time. We can't we can't take these emotional stories of male wrongness mm -hmm. and project them onto all of right. mankind. Right. It can't exactly happen that way. Right. So I think it's really important to try to define okay, well what is masculinity? What what is yeah. biblical? manhood and so I think it really can be summed up there's lots to say there's books worth to say oh yeah but my favorite definition is that it's the glad sacrificial assumption of responsibility uh, meaning that men are responsible for everything in their sphere. They're responsible for the family as the head of the family, um, just as Adam was responsible for the fall as the head right. of the family. Um, and there needs to be a, the glad and the sacrificial are important as well. Mm -hmm. um, you're never gonna find a man begrudgingly loving his wife who's being a real man. <laughs> So there's a glad sacrifice in caring for 
your family and caring for the realm around you and in laying your life and your needs down. Now, women are called to sacrifice too. Right. So let's not be... We both have a tall order. Yes. For some reason in our humanity, in our finiteness, we think that the taller order has gone to the man and that inherently makes him more important. Right. That is not true. It's not true. Both orders and responsibilities and roles yes. are equally important. Yes. And worth they do not denote no. value or worth before God. Right. Right. And so it's like it's like the concept of, you know, in Hebrews thirteen, the verse I already read, it talks about how uh, the pastors of a church are keeping watch over your souls and they have to give an account. So pastors and churches have such a high, a horribly mm-hmm. terrifying high calling because one day they're going to have to give an account yes. for the people that they shepherd. Yep. And I think the same can be true of men and their families. They're going to have to give an account yeah. for how they shepherded their families. There's no mention in scripture of women having to do so. I'm not saying that we won't have to do so. Right. I mean, but there's no mention in script. There's no specific mention in scripture of women having that responsibility. Um, So I think that's really interesting. And so uh, the authority that a man is given, uh, it can go one of two ways, right? So I think that the opposite of ma- there's two opposites of biblical masculinity and we know that one of them is to be effeminate because scripture tells us so um and i think the other one is to be like a total machismo guy uh which is like you know you're over testosterone kind of insecure dude who like knows all the sports stats because it makes him feel special or maybe he's like he gets all of his feelings of being a real man from like being out on the farm or doing whatever kind of typical cultural things are tied to the idea of being a man, but he's really not taking responsibility. So he looks like someone he's like puffed up and he looks like someone who's taking responsibility, but he's really not. Uh, The effeminate guy is the one who doesn't take responsibility and is totally fine with it. So he's more passive, which is a feminine quality. Some men should be, the initiators, women are the responders, that's just our natural roles. And the effeminate guy is kind of that, like, he doesn't take responsibility, he doesn't take a leadership role, he's not willing to set the tone, nothing's going to fall on his shoulders, it's everyone else's fault, it's a lot of pointing, a lot of narcissism, I don't want to, I don't care, I'm not taking ownership. Right. And so both of those are opposites of biblical masculinity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like, that call, like, hey, men, like, gird up your loins, get ready for the fight. Well, that's a man who's taking ownership. That's a man who's standing up, and he's going to protect what's underneath him, and he's going to provide for what's underneath him, and he's going to own what's in his realm. And so, you know, a lot of times we, as Christians, get in the weeds on this topic, and we want to ask really stupid questions like, well, is, you know, can a guy who does ballet be masculine? Is that really biblically masculine? Right. 
And I would say you are so far off in the weeds at this right. point asking that question because I'm I'm not interested in cultural definitions. Although I'm not saying that there's never a time that a cultural definition might be helpful. Right. I just used one to explain the word machismo when I right. said he's into sports stats and he's right. doing you know what I mean? But the definition of, of that machismo guy is someone who's attempting to look like he's taking responsibility when he's not. Right. So it could be any trapping you want to put on it. Right. Um, I think that if somebody really cares, I think that uh, if you're ask if you're legitimately asking like, can a guy do ballet and still be masculine? I would say, well, yeah, but it really depends. Yeah. Um, there are there are ballet dancers who are extremely physical and work really hard, and it's not a effeminate thing necessarily right. can it be yes but then there are some male dancer dancing isn't a woman's role or a woman's job right so you don't get to say that that automatically makes you a chick if you are right. a guy who's into dancing but i would say that it, you very obviously know when you're watching people dance which one has the masculine role and which one has the feminine right. role if both genders are dancing together you can tell yeah you can see it um, even in, you know, when you talk about dancing, so this is interesting. I used to swing dance a lot. There's a lead and there's a follow. Right. If you're swing, if you're in almost any ballroom, tango, whatever you want any to call it. Any type of like official yes. dance. There's a lead and there's a follow. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work if there's it's, not a lead. Right. If there's two leads, you're messing up. If right. there's two follows, you aren't moving. Um, and you probably don't have to guess which gender is the lead. I mean, if you do, just turn this off. <laughs> Go work on your ABCs or something else. I don't know. I can't help you. Right. Um, so, yeah, those aren't the right questions to be asking, really. Right. Because once you have a grasp on, okay, this is the biblical call to roles for men, you're not going to really be worried about ballet. I right. mean, I get it. I've seen these conversations happen. I get it. Um I would say if a, if a man is taking a feminine role in any type of dance, that that's wrong. Um, I would say at that point he is being effeminate if he's mm -hmm. taking the female's typical role in that. And that's going to change culture to culture and dance to dance. I can't right. answer that for you right now. Right. Um, so anyway, that's that's my definition. And what I really what I really want is I want I want Christians to stop making this like falling off either side of the ditch problem because you know there's my dad always says that consistency is the sign of a failed argument and i think that's true but for me one of my big things is that like a lack of balance is usually the sign of someone who doesn't want to actually understand an argument right if you're not willing to be balanced and let someone state their position in full and you're you're worried about what about problem Y when someone's talking about problem X. I don't think you're really honestly caring to hear what the other person has to say. Right. And so when we talk about feminism, the problem for us isn't that we're trying to support whatever you think the patriarchy right. is. And if we didn't list an abuse here in this episode, it does not mean we're okay with it. Right. Like I don't think do I do I I know, like, right now, catcalling is totally the big thing, right? Okay, yeah. So, I... 
it's almost hard to talk about when you try to anticipate an argument because mm-hmm. it really does depend what the person says to you. But I do think, here's what I think. If a man is lusting over a woman uh-huh. that he's not married to <laughs> right. and he calls out something sexual at her, that's wrong. It's sinful. Does that mean that men are all evil? All men objectify. Right. No, you don't get to do that. I mean, you wouldn't accept that as an argument against your own position either. If right. If you were a feminist. Right. And, there, you know, and then we trotted out the worst example of, you know, a woman behaving badly, although they like women behaving badly. Right. Um, whatever. I don't think that, I don't think sin is a male or female issue. Obviously, right. I think that roles are a male or female yes. issue. Yes. But sin is not. Right. Um, so you don't get to apply the sin or right. maybe the particular sins that tend to lean to, that are favored by male or female. You don't get to take those and apply them to right. all of males or all women. Right. I don't. Yeah, you don't. Should we do an episode on biblical womanhood? I've been kind of. I guess we could. Did we? I mean, we kind of talked about. I mean, we talk about being women all the time. But right. I don't know if we ever like tried to define it. Like I just tried to define biblical manhood. Right. Whatever. You guys let us know. It doesn't mean that we. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. Four seven zero four six five zero four seven five. That's our voicemail number. If you want an episode on biblical womanhood, just call it. And... And just yell yes really loudly and then <laughs> hang up the phone. Yes. Just yes. Oh, sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. I think I did it the last time I recorded it. Yeah. Click. It's going to keep happening. It's going to happen again. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's in advance. Um, that's it. That's all I have for this week. Yep. What else do they need to know? I mean, oh. like you said, there's books and books written books about books this stuff. It. So yeah. we can't. Um, I do want to tell you right guys. Now about this about um we're doing every now and then we're going to release episodes early on patreon Mm -hmm. for our patreon supporters so you can get the episode ahead of time i told you i told you that's going to happen again i'm so sorry it's going (laughs) to keep happening um and so right so patreon has all these new features we're adding a lot of new stuff on patreon and um it has like this lens feature that I'm kind of obsessed with because it just like lets me talk to you guys in like 20 second clips like hey like so the other day I just like really wanted some voicemails and I just like popped on patreon and let you guys know and like it's just really cool it's just a quick way to talk to you guys and it's like a quick way for me to see your questions and what you like what you need to know and um like what you want answered and it's just it's just great so anyway if you're not on patreon already please consider setting up on patreon.com slash sheologians um i think that's it i think so okay all right do we have a feminist of the week can the feminist of the week just be the patriarchy because they actually have a lot more in common than they really do yeah yes (laughs) okay there you go so our feminist of the week is the patriarchy and we'll see you guys next week yeah
your sweet beauty crystalline and this one here.